welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. Okay, so this week we have a very special guest. We have my personal coach, Catherine. And Catherine helps driven, caring, driven and caring entrepreneurs, leaders, and anybody determined in self-development to build resilience and achieve inner alignment to build an impactful business and a liberating life. She supports individuals and corporations through one-on-one coaching, team coaching, and agile coaching. As a certified business coach, she is trained according to the ICF. In addition, she is a certified children's and youth coach and expert in, in cultural transformation. In the past nine years, she has spent her time working <clears throat> on visions and innovations such as autonomous driving. I couldn't get that one up. So Catherine has dedicated her attention to personal development through psychology and now is taking a more holistic approach. Approach. So welcome to the podcast. I know right before we hopped on today, Becky and I were just talking about who you are and she was obviously bragging about having you as a coach and everything that you have to offer and I said well how would you define what it is that she does and she just looked at me blankly and was like what how do I define this person like how do you sum up everything that she's done into a few sentences mm-hmm. so how about you tell us a little bit about yourself from your own perspective mm. so first thank you so much for having me I'm so excited <laughs> Um, yes, I can fully understand, uh, that it's hard to define myself in a few sentences because, um, there are so many modalities I include in my work and it's heavily intuitive work, um, right now. And it's, um, all based on my own healing journey. And I had, yeah, basically had to uh, learn and try out all the methodologies I had to find, basically, um, to come to an integration state I am right now. And um, so the methodologies I use for myself, um, I also include in my coaching. And this could be, uh, for example, um, being very present, working with your body, uh, working with your body sensations, um, also including your mind, um, like also include the, the talking of it and to get it all up all out, um, all your thoughts, um, everything, and also include um, the emotional side of it and um, to go deeper and deeper. So from your head basically to your toe and then include your body sensations as well. And uh, the goal is to feel more and more safe in your body and more and more clear. Yeah. Yes. And I can obviously vouch having worked with you 
um, and just know that every session is different but every session is just what I need and there was one crazy session do you remember? <laughs> we had this crazy session where we just went all over the place and there was at one when we finished we were both just like wow like it was like a spiral but we could mm. see it so clearly and it it just had to happen didn't it it mm. had to happen there had to be like the a bit of a breakdown that some laughter some crying um and then afterwards we were both just like exhausted but like elated at the same time and I think that's why I find it hard to describe what you do because you're like a magician and it's so intuitive it's so intuitive that you pull me back into the direction of moving forward yet allow me to go bounce around the walls if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so I, what I love to do is to allow yourself uh, to be all over the place because this is often the state the coach is within. And so more to allow that space um, of being just how you are and uh, be uh, like reveal the chaotic mind you have right now and all the emotions and to allow everything and the more we allow it and uh, make sense of it, um, we calm down. But later on, um, maybe we we can even understand how it was all connected. Um, but during that process, it's everything unknown. And all I do is to walk side by side with you. Yeah. <laughs> Is this something you had to go through for yourself and learn from your own experiences? Yes. So definitely. Yeah. I was um, in the beginning taking um, coaching more as a tool for me um, to really um, improve myself and uh, to master myself and to wake up at 5 a.m. and to become highly efficient. And um, so there was a bit of self-development in it as well. Um, but after s- some years, so I've started with it uh, 15 years ago. And um, yeah, after the years, I realized that actually it's this can't be the thing because I um, didn't feel better in the long run. Like I felt more and more drained uh, in my energy and not fulfilled. And um, then I was more looking at how can I feel, feel fulfilled from within and um, really feel recharged from a very deep level. And I had to then give up the control and had to realize that my healing journey had to be very chaotic and had to be all over the place. And the more I realized um, that this is giving me such a good feeling to be able to basically uh, accept myself and handle myself in all complexity, um, I was able to see myself and to see life more simple and life calmed down. And so this is why I fell in love with the approach. You know, I feel like it's so counterintuitive for a lot of people to think about embracing chaos, where 
I mean, I see so many coaches talking about like finding systems and utilizing tools and streamlining things, but nobody says lean into the chaos, let your spiral out into it. And I think that's really cool that you're taking that approach. It's sort of like, um, I've heard uh, driving instructors before say, like, if you're ever like spinning out on an icy road, you're not supposed to counter steer into it. You're supposed to like go with it and just let mm-hmm. yourself lean into that chaos. And mm-hmm. that's how you save yourself. And it seems like the same thing in a different way. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I can't stress enough about that, that this has really changed my life and it's what I also see with other people and coaches. Um, once you learn that for yourself, um, there's not so much to stress about because when there's a bump, you just lean into it a bit and you kind of know what will happen and you have some trust with that. And once you trust and you lean with it, you can still uh, stay online with your mind and see things very clearly and rational. And um, you're not that black and white thinking, you're more in gray tones. And so you make better decisions as well. Yeah. And I remember one of, well, one of the first times that we did full on um, had a, a session where I was in a, a muddle, I'd say a bit of a muddle. I was like, I remember coming to you and just feeling so drawn to you and being like, this is someone who I want to share what's going on with and I want their perspective. And I was like, there's so much drama in my life. Like there's so much drama, but I don't want drama. And I don't feel like I'm actively calling the drama in. Like, can you help me? And you were like, yes, this is what my life was before. And it's all internally internal drama is reflecting out to like to external drama and that just changed everything for me so can you talk a bit about that and help people because so many people are coming to me now and they're like there's so much drama in my life and I'm like yeah I I had that too Mm. yeah that's actually the bit I love so much um because once we are aware that often, um, yeah, the internal drama is actually just projected to the outside. Um, what it gives us is so much uh, power, like to change your life. And um, so I, I realized um, that I was a person who needed quite a bit of drama in my life to feel uh, alive and to feel I'm living like a, a great life and so it was but I came to a point where it was just too much drama and I decided I wanted to calm down and once I gave myself the permission more to calm down um, I realized that actually I was creating that drama like I was forcing myself for example oh, that's boring, you should do something else and uh, or you should do another project. And I was the one um, constantly putting my stress level to a high level. So I, I had to realize um, and to learn to be able to stress myself down and to be more happy in, with a calm life because often we are not able to live a calm life because it's scary to have that safety 
and yeah and that often that connectedness with ourselves and maybe other people what would you say yeah. to people who are experiencing a lot of drama in their external world right now especially with everything that's going on in the world like we're recording this in january 2021 which is a really dense time energetically um because people could just be like oh and and this is fair obviously there is a lot of drama going on in the planet so like what would you say to people to help them do their part like to take the power back to help them create more calmness in their life even though there is drama happening anyway mm. mm-hmm um so when you asked that question two things came up to me i was once um is to really learn to take care of yourself and because the first step even if there's lots of drama coming it's often the ten- tendency to help other people and to want to help others um but forget to help themselves so um really to allow yourself um to ask yourself how am i feeling um how is my energy level like what is draining uh energy for me and what is giving me energy and to really make the self assessment of what um how could you make yourself feel better and um the other thing with lots of drama is um i would say to really decide as if you would have chosen um this drama in your life like you have chosen um to have these challenges in your life so what can you learn from that and to more um take it as an opportunity in real life to learn about yourself and to learn about what is stressful for you and um where are your boundaries where are your limits what is beyond stress you can handle and um to yeah to really learn about yourself and maybe the next day you make a slight different change step yeah. by step i hear a lot of people talk about how our business is like an extension of us but i've also heard people say your business sort of has a life of its own and the reason why i find this intriguing based on what you were just saying is i have seen just in my own life i can make things really calm and really peaceful at home like no drama everything is beautiful everything's moving forward nice and crystal clear and then i can have my business be the place where drama shows up where I'll have one of the people who works for me have drama that's filtering in or I feel like that's the place where I'll kind of throw a wrench into plans and make things harder for myself and I don't do it at home in my mm-hmm. personal life but I'm doing it within my business. And so maybe there's something to that where it, I think as human beings we just kind of like a little bit of drama even though mm-hmm. we shouldn't it's a form of self-sabotage. And it can be tricky how we can place it into different things and let that energy flow to weird areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I also have drama in my life. Like it's, uh, I think it's a, a would be a wrong uh, expectation to think everything in life will be just calm. <laughs> it's it's more um, maybe to put it in a way that like how to a level of drama. Um, where you are still able to handle it um, 
or um, where it just doesn't come to a state where you say, oh my God, it's really too much. And um, and also more to a state of being aware that you are having drama because often uh, where I was before, I wasn't even aware that I was having drama. I thought this is life. <laughs> so it's more coming to a state of awareness. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say um, that, um, yeah, maybe right now I can uh, choose more easily. Am I allowed, um, am I allowing myself to uh, let this drama into my life? Yes or no? And there are other areas in my life where it's still so subconscious um, where I'm not aware of it yet and where it takes control of me. So um, I'm also not perfect. And this is, I think, like the biggest uh, message is so important to be aware. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as well, like when you are so unaware that the drama is coming and again, like not all the drama, but like I, I, I just look back at my life and I think, wow, the drama in some of the areas, but I had no idea mm -hmm. that it was coming in from internal, like, you know, insecurities or like having no boundaries, you know, like I, there was a big thing for me. I had no boundaries. And that's a big part of my lesson, according to my human design is to show people to have boundaries. And I think boundaries is something you just learn and learn and, and you learn again and, and you learn again. And, and, and it's just an ongoing thing. Right. So I see it as like taking back the reins of control and not everywhere again, because that's the exciting thing about being on this planet, right? We, we don't, this is so unexpected. There's things that are so unexpected, but when you can control your, say your input into something, whereas before you might be so subconscious about it that you're like, why is this not working? And all you had to tweak was something on the inside for the external to tweak to, to match what you want, if that makes sense. Mm. But it's a, it's a yeah. journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, so for example, in the coaching session, like we can start then also from the outside, it's still relevant. Uh, but I rather flip quickly to the inside and to more have a look at how does it make you feel? And because often there's uh, also a lot of internal drama going on like different points of views and references we have inside. So uh, I'm more about having a look at all the different parts within ourselves and to listen um, to what is saying for it, what is saying against it and um, to get that inner alignment. And often it was never about the outside. It was actually about something else. <laughs> yeah. And I think like Danielle, you and I are all very similar in a way of, of the work we do in one way that it's all about the individual. So shadow work is like your shadow work. And I do the Akashic Records, which is going into your Akashic Records. And for you, Catherine, it's all about the self. Like it's where you're telling someone, you're showing them tools or getting them to understand who they are so that they are empowered and they feel like they can make their decisions 
from themselves rather than what I would say the coaching industry um, can be seen as is very, say, masculine um, with the structure and how to manifest this and how to get this and how to do this the way I did it rather than it being about the individual and what's right for you and what do you want to do and what is it that you want and what's your past and what's your present you know so I mm-hmm. think that that I think that's the future I think that's the way we're going is helping people with themselves rather than look what I did let me show you how I did it step by step I think that mm-hmm. can be boring though like I think so many people are like ooh, like I don't have to do any internal work they're not saying that on a conscious level but on a subconscious level it's like that mm-hmm. seems nice let me do the cookie cutter thing that worked for somebody else so I don't have to open up that door to look at what I've done and reflect on that. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's like, show me, I was that person. Like I was like, show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. Then I don't need to. And I, that's how unaware I was of the fact that it didn't matter. It wasn't going to work if that was my intention. And that was my approach to it. Like that just was, would never work. And it's a waste of money. Mm. Yeah. It, it's really, really I, I was coming from that same place. <laughs> I was working with uh, methods uh, and structure and so on. So um, I had to go through a journey to be able to open up to other um, methodologies where there is no structure. So um, we, we can allow ourselves also in that journey, um, that maybe the right methodology will come up um, at the right moment. And first I had to use quite a lot of structure and I was um, more and more trained also with NAP and doing uh, lots of um, mind work. And that, yeah, gave me the ability to go very far. But then I wasn't able to go with it any further. So I had to use um, other methodologies and that was more than the um, more approaches of how to tune into your body and about the Gestalt uh, psychology. Um, So where I had to learn to be very present in my body and to be present in that moment um, because I wasn't able to be present. So either way I was in the past or in the future, but I couldn't be present. Uh, it took me, I think over a year <laughs> to be present more at moments. And then I did a lot of inner child healing as well. And, um, also I think quite a lot of shadow work and, uh, being into, yeah, looking at my whole personality and all areas, which are so, um, I was so unaware of. And and then I did also lots of somatic uh, work where um, I love somatic experiencing, where I did a lot of trauma work as well. So I was working with uh, trauma specialists and uh, who helped me a lot to, feel safe in my body because I was always in that high alert uh, state and always frightened. So 
and that was coming from a back um yeah where I was a child maybe from six months old so um I wasn't able to do that with the methodologies I used before I had to um there uh, work with other trauma specialists and then from there I integrated a lot of also art therapy which I love a lot and uh, other body work and this is yeah basically was the journey um, and at every uh, state there was a different methodology coming in. I love that you have that training. We spoke for that um, just for a minute or two before the podcast started today. And anytime someone is going to do that real explorative work for themselves and find out who they are and what they're about, I always recommend trying as much as you can because not everything is going to work for everybody. So being able to go from something like EMDR to Gestalt therapy to doing some like somatic experiencing, it's going to give you so much more depth than just, just the knowledge of like, okay, here's that cookie cutter answer. Here's the system everybody gave me and I'm just going to apply it to myself and hope it works. You really got to understand it fully. And something we love to ask on the podcast, like one of our one of our main questions that I feel like this is the perfect time to ask you is tell us about your first spiritual awakening, because this probably led you down this path in quite a few ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, it was actually when I was, um, six years old, um, I was at school and it was a religion, uh, teacher and it, he told us that God is within us. And I just remember it as it was like yesterday. It was, I can still feel that feeling um, that I had back then. I had the feeling that I have everything inside myself. Like I don't need anyone. Like I have everything I need. And so back then I was actually raising my hand and saying, no, that's not true. I I don't have anyone inside me. Like I have everything I need. I'm like fully capable. And so nowadays I can realize that maybe more what he meant. And I think we meant the similar thing. Um, but it was that feeling of, yeah, that I have it all. And that feeling that, especially that connection to myself um, is for me the most important thing in my life. That's amazing that you were given that message at such a young age, because in the work that I do with shadow work, I feel like I'm trying to undo the messages that adults gave to children throughout their childhoods. And so for you to have that reaffirming moment of like everything you need is already within you, you don't have to look without is incredible and so empowering. And a lot of the people listening to this probably have not had that experience. They might've had people tell them you're wrong. Stop feeling that way. Um, Your feelings are invalid in one form or another, or Mm -hmm. you have to rely on me. I'm, I'm the law, I'm the boss. And so Mm -hmm. to have that message from that religion teacher at a time where you're really trying to come into your own and figure out who you are as a person 
that's got to be so powerful. And I know you have a daughter around that same age now. So it's Mm -hmm. cool to think about where you were then and where she is now too, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's something I want to like, uh, also allow her to have in her life is that belief that everything, um, she needs is within herself and, um, yeah, to give her more that feeling that, um, yeah, life can be, um, stressful. Like this happened also already to her in her life because, um, I have been, um, yeah, divorced. So she had to go through a separation of her parents. And, um, especially in these moments, it's still important to have this feeling that, um, I'm still capable of it and to build that for me, it's that resilience, um, because often, life is not that person uh, that perfect or has no drama so it's more um not the goal to have no um drama no challenges in life it's more to have the capa- capabilities to be able to handle what is thrown to you yeah embracing the chaos yes embracing the chaos <laughs> <laughs> What advice do you have for anyone listening to this podcast around embracing the chaos and having the awareness that the chaos exists? Mm. Mm. To allow your life to be more uh, boring and um, yeah, more boring, have less things like don't, listen to all the podcasts just to you <laughs> for <Not> example <laughs> yeah <laughs> and to yeah to skip some things you're usually um doing during the daily um life so um maybe also to skip some practices um, just create time, uh, skip many things like as much as you can. And then the next day, skip another thing as well. And to create more and more time, um, for yourself and where the chaos, uh, can come up. So it will come up, but then you realize it wasn't that heavy actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the anticipation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And recently I feel like a theme on this planet is decluttering, cleansing, purging, releasing, letting go. Like I feel like it's the theme of January is, is literally letting go and it's having less stuff, you know, and Danielle and I talk about this, I think maybe on the first episode where we were talking about you make a set salary and then they just want us to spend it all like buy this car, buy this shampoo, buy this makeup, buy, yeah. buy it all. <laughs> it's always about spending. And I love mm. that idea, right? Boredom is powerful. Who says boredom is bad? Can we make that like into mm. a t-shirt? Can we, so we can spend money on it. There we go. Uh, so we could just like live by this though. Right. Cause 
boredom is not bad. Boredom just means that you get to be with yourself. And that's where you're really going to discover who you are, why you're here and what makes you feel good and how you can show up in the world. It comes from that place. It doesn't come from being busy all the time. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And once we stop being busy, often uh, half of the problems I had in my life actually dissolved themselves because I, I created the problems <laughs> by being so busy. So um, it's, yeah, my life has calmed down so much and it was the biggest impact it had on my, on my healing journey. Because of course, when you're the whole time busy, how do you feel? You feel overwhelmed. So I was feeling overwhelmed the whole time and uh, occupied myself even more because I wanted to find out why I was overwhelmed. (laughs) So um, by slowing down and I was able to go to the root uh, of the problem and um, being more aware. And also you mentioned the, the shopping Uh, it's another tip to stop shopping and to just just for some time and to set yourself the limit of uh, stop spending because um, yeah we do it often because we want to feel better or want to fulfill unmet needs but what happens if you try to fulfill it in another way Yes, you're just, it's just another form of escapism, right? Or diversion or, you know, I i feel like I've been through them all and I talk about this quite a lot on the podcast, alcohol, friendships, mm-hmm. reality TV, binge eating, shopping. Um, and it's as you tick them off and you start becoming aware and you, and you stop doing them or you slow down or you kind of like half stop as you might do because sometimes it's hard to go cold turkey um then you what is left and I feel like we're kind of made to believe like we should be busy and you know and and that's what a lot of people are they're high achievers they're um most of this planet is generators generators have energy they can go 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 so they go and and they don't stop and then they burn out and that's just life like that's what we were told that's life like you have a midlife crisis some people have a quarter life crisis you know you you burn out you get ill and that's just that's what we're fed to believe you know and i I speak about this with quite a few people quite a lot, how in the UK they have these adverts that say like one in two people will get cancer in their lifetime. That's what they tell you on, on TV. And, and I remember when I was younger, it was one in four and then it changed to one in three and then it changed to one in two. And I remember like just being crippled with fear and being like, my gosh, like my mum or dad or both of them and me or my brother, my close friends are all have such a high chance of dying from cancer. Right. And like, what a horrible thing to tell people. And it doesn't have to be like that because the world we were living in, yes, that's what it was leading to, but that's because we were so busy all the time and we're neglecting our health and and our our mental health and our bodies and everything. So, yeah, I just think Mm -hmm. boredom is the answer. Yeah, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is it though, that the advert said one in two people would get cancer. 
And it's like, that's dosing you with some fear instead of having an advertisement. That's like, it turns out boredom and going internal and like meditating every day are amazing for your health. Like one in two people who meditate every day are going to have perfect health for a very long time. And that would be, I think people would walk past that. Like, nah, I don't really need to do that. I can't meditate. My head goes too crazy. It's like we come up with all the reasons why the good stuff isn't good, but the fear will catch our attention. I'll pay attention to that. Yeah. Shock value, right? It works. It truly does. It makes us wake up and pay attention and it doesn't make us do anything different necessarily, but it's attention grabbing. It's going to just pull us enough that we're going to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel now, like, I feel like, again, we can take the power back, right? We can, and that's what we all talk about. We're like, take the power back (laughs) because we can. And and we are living in it. We're going into a new world right now. Like people are waking up as the cheesy saying is like, we're waking up in, it doesn't necessarily mean a spiritual way, although I believe it is, but like, we're waking up to the minute manipulation and and the distraction like we're realizing like the the planet is being paused right and I could never go back to the life I led before I don't know how I did it I don't know how I did it and I even then I'd cut things out and I thought I was being like uh, what's the word I don't know doing self-care whatever and I wasn't I I wasn't (laughs) Yeah. Boredom in itself, just doing nothing and just embracing your own time and your energy and things like that. That's, that's self-care and being able to fill up your cup and do things that make you feel good. I think a lot of people confuse self-care with like going and doing things like I'll spend money on a manicure. I'll spend money on X, Y, and Z. I'll have a retail therapy day. That's like super popular. That's not Mm -hmm really self-care not by the definition that I think of it as so Catherine tell us what spiritual self-care looks like for you and if you have any tips for the people listening Mm. Um, what I love doing is uh, drawing so it's uh, also very intuitive drawing so um, I don't have then one goal and one picture in mind how the art should look like it's more um close your eyes and take some color and a pencil and just start creating and allow yourself to create something really ugly and to let go of the ambitions and perfectionism and rather just be and express yourself Um, this is one thing I love, um, to do. Another thing is to, yeah, to meditate, um, in very stressful moments in my life. I did that even sometimes like five hours a day. (laughs) It was just so intense, the emotions I felt, and I really wanted it to shift. Uh, and nowadays I don't meditate as a quantity that much. I rather uh, go through life basically in a meditative state and to be every time, everything I do, being aware of what I'm doing and how do I feel right now. Um, 
So it has shifted actually that I'm not that much having blocks during the week to do self-care. It's more I try to do self-care every time I do something. That's so I I hope everybody listening to this right now takes that in a little bit because we can try and put self-care into a box and life can be self-care. It can be like walking down the street and just looking up and noticing the birds and the sounds that they make and the smells that are in the air. It doesn't have to be so regimented. Yeah, exactly. And there's, um, yeah, it's easy for me to notice at which state I am. So once I'm present, I know that everything is fine. (laughs) Uh, As long as I hear the birds and as long as I'm able to see my outside, um, then often I'm in a good state. And once I notice that I I start to uh, tunnel and I start to um, being very focused and, and very driven, I now pause and uh, look around in my room, for example, for a minute, um, just wandering with my eyes and allow myself um, yeah, to rest again. That's so beautiful. <laughs> All right, so we're reaching the end now. So I want to do our new game that Becky came up with. <laughs> is, I guess and what your design is just based off of what I know about you. I feel like Becky is a leg up on this because she is one of your coaching students. So I'm going to let her take a stab first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know what she is. <laughs> okay. okay, wait. So then yes, and we'll just mm-hmm. let my guess be it. Wait, let me see. So I would guess that you are a manifesting generator, even though you're not someone who's like a go, 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 spinning their wheels, doing so much stuff all the time, because after doing that and having those experiences, you realized how to really create the balance and pull back. And now you can just create from a really aligned space. How'd I do? That's, should I reveal it once you... Becky knows. Yeah. You're 100% correct, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. Yeah. Also, the description with it, it was like spot on. (laughs) Can you guess? um, I don't know what it's called, but you know the numbers. So Danielle's a 6'2, I'm a 5'2. Can you Uh, guess? No, I don't know about the numbers. I can't even pretend like I would know. Oh, okay. We need to have. You're 5'2, right? We're done. I think so. But yeah, I, know, I just know I that because you're the same as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm, I'm a 5'2". <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, we really need to get a human design expert on so that I can ask yes. all my questions because I have so much to ask. But Catherine, you have been a wealth of knowledge and I think a lot of people are going to feel so liberated listening to what you have to say. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've been amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone who would love to work with you, Catherine, can they find you is the best place Instagram or where, where's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, they can uh, connect with me on Instagram. It's KPP Coaching. 
and uh, yeah, just write me a message or um, yeah, reach out. Yes, and you uh, you live in Germany, so we've got an international. Mm. Well, I mean, this podcast is so international anyway. We've had Australia, <laughs> Canada, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and now Germany. So you you help people who are English speaking and German speaking, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> tag you, and um, and yeah, I I obviously I recommend you to everyone and anyone. So. <laughs> calmed my life down (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) thank you and for everyone listening we hope you have an amazing day sending you all love and light